0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I think I figured out how to beat the Braves in the playoffs.
1: Ooh, I'm sure the rest of Major League Baseball would like to know that. And I am the Champ, and I'm trying to avoid SCS, or second column syndrome, which side effects include moodiness, apathy, and a general malaise.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, hold on. I, I get the second column syndrome because that's when you show up on the, the second column of the standings, right? Right. Right. So how can yes. – if you have general malaise and apathy, how could you be moody?
1: Oh, good one. Well, I think it's in preparation for – Oh, okay. Uh, the, the looking at the standings. And by the way, I want to give credit to your brother, Brian, for coming up with the term okay. second column syndrome. <laughs> right. Because, for for those of you who don't know, if you click on stats when they're um, during during live games, I guess they can have eight in one column, and then the overflow goes into the second column. Yeah. and it's always painful. And you know, at least for part of the week, I was in the first column. But now, I guess the second column is really the relegation zone, right? <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> You're on the wait list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so tell me
1: about uh, how, how do you how do you bludgeon the Braves?
0: And this is how you beat the Braves in the playoffs, right? So it's the, the, there's a couple attributes here. It's a couple pronged approach because I've watched them um, fairly often in the past three weeks or so. I just happen to catch them on on games on TV or the MLB channel. And I watched it okay. last night. Keep them off the bases in the first inning. They score an enormous amount of runs in the first inning. So your most teams are playing from behind with them. So you got to keep them off the bases in the first, right?
1: That means getting Acuna Acuna out.
0: Or or yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's a tough. I mean, it starts right there. It's tough, but you got to keep them off the bases in the first inning. Uh, number two, get to their bullpen. Get to their bullpen as soon as possible. So you're gonna have to take some pitches. You're gonna have to hit with two strike counts. You, you're, you're gonna need you need to make them hit the strike zone in the first four or five innings. You gotta get to the bullpen early, early, early as possible. And number three, try to keep them under four runs. Four runs or less. So you're gonna need four, four to five runs to beat them. But if you get to the bullpen, I think you can do it. Wow, that's 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 a tall order. Let's can we well, take a real just real it's, quick it's
1: look a at, at their lineup?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Sean Murphy, who the Cardinals should have acquired, twenty home runs this year, batting two seventy seven. Yeah, it's not too shabby, right? Um, Matt Olson has what 40, 43 home runs already.
0: Yeah, they both hit one <laughs> last night. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, hundred and seven RBI. Yeah, ninety four runs scored already, and he's batting. Stats and he still has what six six weeks left in yeah. the season.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not. Um, I'm not saying that it's after,
0: easy. I'm just saying that would be the the high level strategy of how to beat the team. And,
1: and how about how about uh, the aforementioned Ronald Acuna? He's batting batting 26 homers, seventy one RBI from the leadoff spot, one hundred and seven runs scored already, and fifty five stolen bases. Yep. How would
0: that look on your team? Yeah, no. So now there's a difference between playing in the playoffs, right? Because you know you can lose a Tuesday night game and you know whatever, and then they they can win four out of the next five. But it, they, you know, let's the, the difference would be the pressure of a playoff. And most of these guys have not won playoff games. Have Is that they- right? Well, Murphy hasn't. Olson hasn't.
1: Yeah, I guess Olson has. Yeah. yeah,
0: Albie's did. The shortstop hasn't. I guess Riley was. Yeah, Riley did. Yeah, Riley was
1: on the. Yeah. He was on the World Series
0: team. Yeah, Acuna has it. Harris has it.
1: Yeah, well, Acuna was. He was hurt. The yeah, they won the series, right?
0: Yeah, and yeah. he didn't perform well last year. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's an overall strategy of how to deal with them, because it, it, somehow the Mets. The Mets gave up three runs in the first inning last night and they scratched out the win, but they got to their bullpen.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking through the uh, uh the bullpen. Let me just read off the top six names in the bullpen because the closer is Iglesias. Yeah. Um A. J. Minter, who's had a down year, Kirby Yates, uh, Joe Jimenez, Pierce Johnson, Colin McHugh, Brad Hand. Oof. See
0: wow. what I mean? This would
1: have been great if if this if this bullpen was two thousand nineteen,
0: huh? Yeah. You can get to their bullpen. You got a shot.
1: All right, I can get behind this.
0: Yeah. Um. So that just the just the overarching strategy. I don't think their pitchers have won playoff series either. Strider got beat up last year. I think Freed did get the win last year, but he he lost one game too. Um, Cal Wright is coming back, but he's he's certainly not what he was last year.
1: So we're gonna explore this as we get closer to the playoff time to say, hey, who do you think can beat them? Because obviously they're they're the best team in the national league, you know, not not too far behind the Dodgers who's, who've done a remarkable job with all the pitching injuries yeah. they've had this yeah. year.
0: Yeah. And if Bueller comes back, they may be a team that can beat them.
1: Yeah, that's that's asking a lot though.
0: It is. I'm not I'm not saying that it's that it's easy. You know. But you got to have a strategy going into a series, and like, what's our strategy here? And I think that's what it is. Just take a lot of pitches, get the pitch count up. You're going to have to hit with two strikes, so, and that's yeah. Then that's what it is. All right, you got to get to the bullpen. So there you go, National League. It's pretty <laughs> easy. <laughs> it's pretty. You, pretty... you want to
1: give you you want to give your Twitter or X address so they can uh, they, they can tweet at you so that uh, when they need this uh, advice no as it gets close to the playoffs they no? can listen okay. to the
0: show they know no. <laughs> <laughs> not doing extra work okay yeah all right let's get into the Bush league stuff we had uh, five teams we had 12 players go on Saturday night yeah all the top half less the Lakers and the dudes that's it. Uh, We'll start with... Yeah,
1: so the the dudes replaced the Lakers as top half, if you will. Uh,
0: We'll start with the Bulls. He picks up Rafael Ortega. Uh, I saw him play yesterday. He's playing pretty well. Uh, Drops Blake Perkins. Bulls also picked up Harold Castro for the Colorado Rockies. He drops Luis Garcia, (laughs) who went to the minors.
1: Who he offered me in a trade.
0: Yeah. Julian Merriweather, pitcher yep. for the Cubs, got his fourth win this week. Uh, he drops Ryan Walker and Matthew Liberatore is back in the league.
1: Yeah, I put, I put a small bid on him, thinking he pitched really well. Um, his last outing, um, eight innings of n- n- no shutout baseball against his uh, against the uh, the the Rays.
0: Oh, okay. His old team. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, Superhawks pick up Alan Winning. I, I
1: I don't even know who that is.
0: Uh, he's a pitcher for Atlanta. Looks like a relief pitcher.
1: Okay. Good for him.
0: Uh, drops Emmanuel Rivera. He also picked up Pierce Johnson, a relief pitcher. All the guys I've just been banging on. He dropped yep. Scott <laughs> McGowan. And then he picked up Abner Uribe. Yeah. From Milwaukee. From Milwaukee. And he dropped, uh, Chirinos, who I watched pitch last night, um, from Atlanta. From Atlanta, he probably left in one inning too long. He pitched well otherwise, and then he just got blasted. Uh, Bearcats pick up Andrew Nardi, relief pitcher for the for the Marlins. He drops uh, Marco Luciano, who apparently got hurt. He yeah, just, just got brought I up. Think,
1: ah, I man. think I think Nardi is known as the Nard dog, isn't he?
0: Maybe. The, Andrew the Nard dog. Andy Nardy. All right. Uh, Andy, Andy the Nard Dog. And then the Bearcats pick up Riley Adams from Washington. Uh, Dropped a catcher from, from Chicago. And I think that was it for him. That's
1: it for him. him. Yep.
0: Uh, dudes. Nick Fortes. Catcher for the... I keep—I don't know why I keep wanting to say the Dolphins uh, catcher for the <laughs> Marlins. He drops Nick Sensel. I think that's about it for him. Sensel.
1: No, he—he he had one more. He had. Uh,
0: no, no, no. Uh, I meant Sensel in general.
1: Like uh, I,
0: I think mm-hmm. the fantasy gotcha. league group is out out of him, and so are the Reds. Uh, and then I don't know Vargas. They're oh, they Thurbe- Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, your guy got traded, right?
1: Yeah, um, uh, Jamer Candelario, so you're talking about
0: from third base and went to the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he drops Randall Grichik. Yeah, who uh, obviously is in uh, the American League. Um, yeah. Okay. So still some movement. Uh, a lot of relief pitchers, and you know, but we
1: we've got players. the Batman.
0: He had one. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Af- Alfonso Rivas. Oh yeah. For the yep. parts. Yep, it drops Garrett Hampson. Um, it was getting playing time early in Miami, but I guess it's dropped off a little bit. I guess, well, after, yeah. after Chisholm.
1: A lot games. of those teams yeah. have dropped off, right? I mean, we talked about Miami here. We talked about Pittsburgh. We talked about, yeah, when we get to MLB, we can talk about the standings, and some of these teams are just kind of struggling to stay above 500 and stay in the race.
0: Uh yeah, Miami. I think Miami scored six runs or five runs in the ninth to beat the Yanks yesterday. Mm. Um. Okay, let's go to the, by the period. Uh, Rebel Alliance was seventy three, along with the Bulls, and
1: Bearcats right behind there
0: and seventy. Yeah. Wow. Nice. All right. I guess if you're in first place and you have a week like that, that helps with the Bulls. Um. Yeah. Bearcats have seventy. Most of it in in offensive categories uh dudes have a pretty good week at 68 and a half lakers middle of the road yeah. at 62 Statman so that have a tough week at the plate uh but a good pitching week hawks 45 ducks 38 you at 37 and a half and i had 26 points this week and the last five weeks i've finished in third or second and then I, I lay an egg like this yeah
1: yeah so who jinxed us on the last podcast saying how great we are um, how we had finished two and three, and, and now look at this. You know, <laughs> here, here we are, lying in the ashes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're a little bit above the ashes. I'm actually below yeah. it. God, I had 51 points is, at one point this week, and now, uh, uh, I don't know, it's horrible.
1: What is up with your team? Because uh, I, I looked earlier this week, you, you were approaching – The hawks. You were in the uh, low 50s. And then yesterday when I looked midday, um, I was out of second column syndrome. You were there. Yes. And your team just oscillates so much.
0: Yeah. uh, I'll tell you why. Because my starting pitching is the most inconsistent. They're the most inconsistent pitchers in the major leagues. Corbin Burns. Hugh Darvish. Max Freed comes back, and pitches a gem. I wanted to see how he did and see if he got hurt. And, I, and he pitches a gem. I put him in, and he, and he got killed. Um, yeah, they, they're they're just they're just inconsistent. And bad. Alex Cobb has given up. His ERA has has climbed almost in a half a point since I and he's in two starts.
1: After I said he was a good pitcher, huh? Yeah.
0: You know the the um, only the only guy that stays consistent and he's pretty good. He's not great is Braxton Garrett.
1: Yes, Um, and he pitches he pitches tonight. And you know he had that big uh, eleven earned runs early in April that he had to wear. Yeah, Um, you pull that out, and he's he's had a really decent year. He has. But you talk about you talk about Darvish and 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 Corbin Burns. I have those two pitchers in the rep league and. Guess where I am in in there's a, it's an eleven team league. Guess where, I, where where I am right now.
0: Nine. Eighth. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So so I, I I feel your pain.
0: Yeah. They they pitch well. and You're like, all right, they're turning a corner here, and then they get blasted. So whatever.
1: Pitching's been tough this year. It's 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 really hard to find consistent pitching, and I guess you don't really want to look at it from start to start. You just want to look at it over the course of. You know, over the course of the season, and you know, we we've talked. One of the pitchers that we love, uh, Sandy uh, Alcantara. Yeah. Uh, he just recently had some good outings, but he's been bad for most of the season, or inconsistent
0: if, for at least half of the year. He's he was yeah. bad. Yeah, he wasn't even inconsistent. He was he was pretty bad. You know, relative to who he is. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Yeah, so that, that's where I'm at. So overall standings, um, it, you know, it's it's still a five-team race. You know, the Bulls at 71-and-a-half, Bearcats at 68-and-a-half, which they were in first place at some point during these past 10 days. Lakers at 68, Stabman at 67, and Hawks at 60, 60-and-a-half. Uh, 60 um, and then there's the rest of us.
1: Uh, yeah, the Seward Hawks are, are st- right on that brink of falling out of it because they're almost closer to sixth than they are to
0: first uh well yeah I get I guess that that's that's true um and i I think some of his big guns aren't like that tatis is pretty it's pretty disappointing that that, that, mm. that guy must be frustrating to to watch you know what I mean so yeah
1: yeah I mean it's it's that whole padre's syndrome where you think that you're going to be a really good team cardinals i mean there's a lot of teams like that mets right and this translates into fantasy baseball teams too people you thought were going to do really well just haven't performed um can i ask you a question um uh, sewer hawks have Bryce harper Mm -hmm. on his team and he came back much faster than anybody thought yeah and seems to be having a, a decent year, but now there there are reports that he might be playing first base longer term. What what's what's going on there? Help me out.
0: Well, I think they're trying to get better defensively. So, if he can play the outfield, he's certainly a better op- like you don't want to have a Castianos in right and Harper at first, and you sacrifice defense in both positions at that point because it's it's a little tougher to play first base than just catch the ball and stand on the bag. So,
1: and it makes a huge difference, too.
0: It really does, yeah. So, I think if he's full, you know, ready to go 100%, he's going to play right field, and I think they're – I don't know what they're going to do with first base. They they could move bomb there, but then they need a third baseman. You know, they, they could re-sign Hoskins, which I don't think they'll do, at, at a high – long-term, high – cost. So that means you gotta go get one and that's a high that's a high price tag for a first baseman. Um and, and they're gonna need a pitcher because I think they're gonna let Nola walk.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: So I for me, I'm more comfortable Harper playing right because he's he's a good de- defensive right fielder and get Costianos in left and get Schwarber off the field. Gotcha. That's just me though. I, I mean, I. You, do you understand what I mean about sacrificing defense in two positions instead of one? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and and Harper is having a pretty decent year. He's had more runs than he does RBIs. Um, and he's not hitting the ball out, it, but it, it takes a little his, bit.
1: Yeah, his power's not there right now. He's yeah. Being snapped. but you know what? That 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 happens after a big injury. I mean, look at Max Munchie. I had him last year coming off uh, what was that shoulder? Yeah. Injury. Yeah, he's struggling. Um, you heard yeah. on the last day of the season in mm-hmm. twenty twenty one, I guess it was. Yeah. And yeah, now this year the power's back again.
0: Yeah. So and he's still hitting the ball pretty well. I mean, he's hitting two eighty nine. You know. So it, it, the fact that his average is way up shows me he's he's seeing the ball. He's making con good contact. He's just not the yeah maybe the power's just not there yet. But two two ninety hitter is a pretty pretty good. Pretty good, and, and I think he's in, in good shape to retain him at 250.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would think. Yeah,
0: yeah, so we've still got a five team race, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, at the end of the month, we, we're gonna lay out our predictions to include a winner huh? at the end of August, me and
1: you. All right, and end of August because I, I can do it now, but I'm gonna hold off, yeah. Yeah, 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 and just see what, what, what happens because yep. you and I talked pre show. Um, who I thought cuz I was I was I was locked in I think the top 3 but we'll we'll, we'll see if I change it between uh, now and 2 weeks from now. Yep. Yeah.
0: Lock could yeah. happen.
1: So so I wanted to ask you in our ask the chief segment of the podcast. Did you see the latest MLB fight card between Jose Ramirez <laughs> and Tim Anderson?
0: I did. Down goes Fraser, isn't that what 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 the hell what the hell happened there? Take me through this okay so I, I did obviously I didn't see it live I saw the thousand replays uh, Ramirez slid head first so no matter how hard you go in it's it's head first you're not spiking anyone you, you know what I mean you're, you're not taking anybody's legs out he slid right under Anderson he I think he complained a little bit that Anderson tug him pretty hard on the helmet and so Ramirez got up and Anderson got up Um like I, Anderson's a guy that plays hard. He he kind of reminds me of Brandon Phillips a little bit, where he just play okay. he just plays hard, which is fine, right? But you can't get pissed when someone else plays hard against you. Like you, you gotcha. can't you can't say whoa what are you doing? Like well, you do it all the time. If like
1: like you and Rick right when you right. get pissed at Rick because right. he plays hard. Yeah, and you're playing hard I and then there's a collision playing. at the plate, something like that. You mean? Right.
0: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, okay. But th- think about Chase Utley. Chase Utley plays hard. He broke that guy's leg, and a year later, Syndergaard fired a 120 mile an hour fastball behind him. Utley didn't move. He didn't move. He didn't. He didn't look at him. He didn't say anything. And you know, Syndergaard gets thrown out of the game. You, you remember what I'm talking about? Kinda. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if I, if you're gonna play hard. Just play hard. You, you you can't get pissed when other people do it. And, and then once Anderson dropped his glove, I think Ramirez was like, oh, yeah, no. You're not going to drop your glove, and I'm not going to do anything. And that's what stu- – I, I, it was a lucky punch. I mean, he, he was just fl- – it looked like an NBA fight. Like, guys well, just swing. Yeah, did you see and these guys, connect- I, mean,
1: I mean, they had the Dukes up, didn't they? Yeah, they They, did. they, they were ready to brawl. Yep. All he needed was, was the, uh, the the fight card girl in, yeah. the, in the middle of it.
0: So the one thing that stood out to me, Jamie, in all this is how the umpires ran away. Like, Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You got to break up that fight, man. <laughs> you,
1: yeah, why get in there?
0: Well, oh, come on, man. You got to break that up. It's easy. They don't want to fight. They don't want to throw punches. Yeah, but if you if you let them, you know they're gonna do it. So it's kind of funny how those guys got suspended for. I guess Anderson. Not much. Anderson took the brunt of it, uh, six games.
1: Well, well look, look physically, uh, literally, and uh, right,
0: <laughs> he got a half game because he got knocked out, and then he got another six games. But you know he. Did pe- you see him coming off the field? he, yeah. was, he was woozy coming he, off the yeah. field. Yeah, he must have took a smell salt in the in the dugout because he went back out again. Um. The funny thing is, I think it was the next day because he appealed a suspension, and Garrett Cole hit him with the elbow.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, and
0: he just walked the first. He just walked at first base. So, I think he's that guy. I think he's a guy that plays hard, and he 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 winds when other people play hard against him. So,
1: so, so a couple of things to that. Apparently, because the play that you were describing seems fairly innocuous, it was, but. Yeah. There, there, there was a lot of chirping between those two teams leading up to that. And, he, you know, and I, and I guess, like you said, Tim Anderson can, can, can talk a little bit. And, um, yeah, the, the, the fight, that, that that, punch by Jose Ramirez was,
0: he you know, knocked
1: him down. Because when you watch it, I'm like, did he just knock him down? And I had to watch it again and again. And I'm like, yeah, he, he knocked him down. The one thing that I, that I thought was, was ironically kind of funny, is that if you go through all the video, do you see one of the players that got hurt was Eloy Jimenez, uh, Jimenez who yeah. wasn't even in the fight. Somehow he <laughs> hurt himself again. And I'm like, holy <laughs> crap, this guy can hurt just stepping on the uh, the white lines of the baseball field. I think he it,
0: got spiked. Incredible. Yeah, he got spiked and he was jumping up and down. <laughs> oh, so Tim gosh. Anderson deserved what he got, and he, he deserves whatever suspension he gets. I think Ramirez got hey. two games, two or three games, and then, yeah, he, he'll be fine. Yeah. Can,
1: can I ask you something? Yeah. Tim Anderson, uh, without looking right now, if I were to ask you, how many home runs does he have this year?
0: I would say less than ten. One. He has one.
1: He has one. He has been bad this year, and the one home run has probably come in in, in the last in the last three weeks.
0: Wow. Yeah, I thought he was yeah, at least a off. fifteen guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he is, and he can't fight anymore. So why keep him? <laughs> So, when you brought that up, um, I it got me to thinking uh, the best uh, baseball brawls uh, of of all time. The fight, either a fight or okay. a brawl, and 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 I brought some. I, I jotted some notes down. Uh, the Brandon Phillips versus Yadier Molina one that turned into a brawl.
1: Yeah. So what did you what did you like about that? Because I can, I I remember seeing that live.
0: Well, I didn't know if I liked it. I was just commenting that it was a pretty big brawl, like it was pretty significant. I think every player was involved in that, and it took a while to break up. Um, I I don't know what he said to Molina. You know, that's the one where he tapped him on the shin when he was getting yeah. The box. So
1: so so you know, like Brandon Phillips will do. Like you yeah. t- talked about Tim Anderson, he was talking crap earlier. In, in the week and of course, you know, Yachty is overly sensitive to that kind of stuff. Okay, so when when Phillips tapped him on You know just just to say hi and the guys like, you know, we're not we're not doing this and I guess <laughs> they just got into it And it just accelerated because the two yeah. teams at that point, yeah. you know, didn't like each other were fairly competitive but here here here's the the, the travesty of all this if you remember there were people that were got pinned against the, uh, yeah. the the netting uh yeah. y- your boy johnny cueto and he kicked jason larue in the head and jason larue had concussion and never came back into major league baseball
0: Yeah. i guess uh fight or flight type thing kick yeah yeah so that was a pr- <clears throat> that was a pretty significant brawl uh the other one i thought of was the nolan ryan robin ventura
1: yeah everyone's like seen that one right where yeah. he just. Gets them in a headlock and just pummels him.
0: Yep. Um, and how about this one? It's kind of old school. The George Bell versus Bruce Keeson when George Bell karate kicked him.
1: I don't know if I... I you know, I got a YouTube that yeah, one. Yeah,
0: look it up. He, like, tried to drop kick him. George Bell was kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, he was. And Bruce Keeson was, like, a string bean, wasn't he? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't know Bruce Keeson played for Cleveland.
1: <laughs> like, Jeez. Yeah. Go all uh, kung
0: fu on him, huh? All kung fuey. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen this one, Len Randall. Uh, it was against an Indians pitcher. The Indians pitcher threw behind him, and then the next time, the next pitch, Len Randall bunted it up the first baseline. And when the pitcher went to get it, Randall just smashed them. <laughs> if you can't look. anybody. <laughs> Anybody
1: who hasn't seen that video, I mean, <laughs> if you're on if you're on Twitter at all, yeah. it's it's always, excuse me, not Twitter, if you're on Instagram at all, it's it's always on there. And every time I see it, I, I have to watch it. It it is oh my gosh. It, it's, it's it's beautiful. It's it, it's a beautiful thing by by Lenny Randall, right? Cuz the fact that he can lay down a bunch yes. and then just go right after the pitcher. And I looked up the pitcher. His name was Bob Johnson.
0: Oh, cool. yeah.
1: <laughs> Whoever that was, yeah. So, But, a, and it, the, yeah, yeah, that's you, amazing.
0: You're right. The fact that he put it perfectly down the first baseline. So it, he knew the pitcher was going to get it, not the first baseman. <laughs> it's just so yeah. crazy. And then the last one you put in here, uh, the Odor Joey Bats one. That was a good one, too. Cause, that
1: was a one-punch, too, right? Yeah, that
0: was a one-puncher, and they got into the boxing stance, and yeah. And every all these guys get into boxing stance. Their hands are, like, at their chest. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know how to box, don't don't get into that stance. <laughs> you wonder why you got punched in the face. So, yeah, they were just ones that kind of came to my mind, and I don't know if you anyone remember another one just laid out there. I think Bell was involved in a couple of them. Um,
1: yeah, well, you don't see—not that we're um, espousing uh, no, fighting and violence on the field—but you don't see that baseball's become kindler and and gentler because these guys know, right? They they have million dollar contracts; they don't want to hurt each other.
0: Yeah, and I for, um, i do. It just came to mind the one—I think it was Burt Campanaris Bert Campaneris—who threw the bat at a pitcher.
1: Yeah, he was a little bit crazy too. <laughs> he
0: was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, if we miss one, get ahead and chime in. Uh, other baseball news: The Orioles suspended their uh, TV play-by-play announcer Kevin Brown for talking about how they the O's have struggled in Tampa for the last X amount of years. And then he So he, let's
1: talk about that. Yeah. yeah. What, what happened there?
0: Yeah. So he, he literally was just stating facts, and they haven't won a series in Tampa, you know, before this year in like ten years, and. Um, and then he started talking about, but you know, I think if if they won the game that day, they were gonna they were gonna win the series. It would have been the second series they won there this year. And he was just laying out, you know, the struggle they had and where they're at right now. Um, the team suspended him for talking poorly about the team on air. Um, it's really, and then the, there was a lot of pushback from a lot of the other announcers. Who addressed it like on air? And the Phillies guy did. The Yankees guy did. I think uh, I think the guy in Detroit did. So yeah, it was uh it 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 was way inappropriate. It was an overreaction. It it shouldn't have been a reaction. It should have been like, yeah, we okay. really sucked in the past ten years.
1: So 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 a couple couple things here. It, it, the Kevin Brown announcer for the Orioles. It's not the, the same pitcher. No, right, that no. was uh. Okay. Yeah. All right. And second of all, weren't the comments that he made they were already in the pre-approved show notes?
0: Yeah, they they, they were graphics that he was speaking to.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And 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 thirdly, and, and this is why you know, good for the Orioles baseball operations for what they've done with their um, with their team thus far, but I, I can't root. For the Orioles just because of that stupid, the stupid ownership, uh, the Angelos. I, I, I can't stand them, and I, I I know I lean too far into baseball ownership and just how bad, you know, a lot of those those owners are. But I, I can't get past that.
0: Yeah, I and, and he
1: was the one, right? It was it was it was one of the sons,
0: Angelos. Yeah, it was, it was the the one. I guess is really the chief operating officer of the team. And I, I get with you, you struggle rooting for the Orioles. It, it's a shame because it was a classic organization for since its inception in the in the '60s um, or I guess in the late '50s. Um, it, it was it was always the epitome of a fan of a major league baseball franchise. Sure, yeah. Um, and then I started thinking like like how I think the teams in Washington and Baltimore have some bad owners and i think they're really irrelevant like they they, they shouldn't be but they are so i, I did like some, what do you mean i did some research i went back to 2005 okay. right so almost 20 years uh the orioles have been over 500 seven times that's it Oof. yeah over
1: 500
0: yeah and the nationals oh that's why i went to 2005 because that's when the nationals got there the nationals okay had the same amount of year basically a a depleted expo organization that moved have been over 507 times as well and have won a World Series.
1: So let me ask you something just just a little side note so if you're in that that DC beltway like let's just say the Bethesda area who do you root for the Orioles or the Nationals if you pick a team?
0: Well I guess if you live there before 2005 you're probably an Oriole fan.
1: Okay,
0: I yeah, got you. Yeah, and then I, I even looked at the other organizations. So the Commanders slash Redskins have been over five hundred five five times since 2005. And they have another and, head owner, too.
1: And and, and might he be, that, that former owner, might he be the worst owner of all time? I mean, just all the stuff that went down there that I've been reading. What a knucklehead.
0: Yeah, either him or... Uh, i think it's a close running Dan snyder March, shot and the guy from the that used to own the clippers where the nBA forced him to sell the team
1: the, the, oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah uh i
0: yeah.
1: don't know it, it it sounds like it sounds like um the commander's owner i won't even mention his name um sounds like it it's it was institutional i mean just all the stuff that was happening oh yeah it was it, it was, yeah. It was yeah. bad yeah at yeah. least, more Shot. The worst she did was make somebody clean up after Shotzi.
0: <laughs> and she might have had some Nazi tendencies, so too. Eh, so, which eh. is another issue. Um, yeah,
1: and and the the owner of the uh, uh, who, who was it? You said the,
0: the the Clippers owner. Yeah, Don, Donald Sterling. Yeah, he is a ding dong too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the bullets, I, I refuse to call them the. Whatever the hell they I call them the Bullets. Uh, eight years of over five hundred to two thousand five. Their most successful franchise down there is the Capitals, which they've been over five hundred fifteen years and, and won a Stanley Cup. Um,
1: What's with yeah. you not wanting to use new names? Like I, I, Indians, Guardians, Commanders, Redskins, Bullets, and I don't even know what the basketball team name is. What is it? The Wizards. Wizards. Yeah. Thank
0: well, you. first of all, they the reason why they changed the name. They said it was too violent. So you change the name to an occult. That's what a wizard is, part of an occult. I think, what the hell's the difference? It, bullets aren't violent. They're bullets. It It's so stupid. Yeah,
1: but, but, I mean, one's real and one's made up, so.
0: Yeah, but they had a, they had a mayor that got elected twice using cocaine. I don't want to hear about the bullets. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear about it. All right, so just to put it in perspective with the Orioles and Nationals thing, uh, since 2005, the Twills, the Thils have had 12 years over 500, six playoffs, three National League pennants, and a World Series. And the Cardinals have been 17 years over 500, 13 playoffs, four National League pennants, and two World Series championships.
1: So, okay, just for the Cardinals, just just so I can just pour salt in my own wound. That's basically every year since 2005, with the exception of one. Um, which was 2007, right? And then this year It's going to be another year. Man, what a big baby I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just wanted to give it some context of how bad the Oriole organization is. They, they've they've done worse than a depleted Expo organization that moved to Washington in 2005.
1: Let's talk about let's talk about the Orioles. Just for a second. How yeah. far do you think they, they can go? Because right now, aren't they the best team in the American League? Don't they have the best record?
0: Uh, 73 and 45, yes. They are two games behind the Braves for the best team in um, in baseball. Right. Uh, I, I think – now, I don't know a lot about their pitching, but their offense is good enough to compete with uh, – with a lot of teams, so um, I, they just got Cedric Mullins back, who actually he had, he had a big home run against the Mariners um, to win the game yesterday or or Saturday. Um, they're pitching. They got two ex-Phillies in the in the starting rotation, so I'm not sure. Um,
1: and an ex-Cardinal. Hey, who are
0: the two ex Phillies? Kyle Gibson and Cole Irvin.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, Cole Irvin's a spot starter, so. All right. Um, I, I I don't know enough about their pitching, but I think their offense is good enough, and they're young. That means they're, they're just hungry. You know what I mean? That I mean, it could be a problem with you know, you know, facing a a a seasoned team in the playoffs like Houston. Um. But I think they, yeah. I think they go against Texas. I mean they, they, it's not like they have a history of winning a lot of playoff series with that group. Um, yeah
1: I, so in this case what I hear you saying, who do you take Do you take experience over youth in playoffs or vice versa?
0: Uh, I, I, I think Houston's still the best team in the American League. I think you still okay. you still got to go through Houston. yeah. I mean, Texas is, is a really good team. But, again, we'll, we'll see when they come playoff time.
1: Here's the interesting part is, is everybody was talking about the uh, AL East, and for good reason. You know, all five teams are over 500. Yeah. But it might be the AL West that has three teams that make the playoffs because the, the Mariners have been hard-charging until late. I mean, they just lost the last two against the Orioles. Yeah. But they, they may make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they are. They're playing really well. Um, I yeah yeah and and you remember when I you asked me last week about who won the playoffs or the trade deadline and I said the American yeah. League West. I don't think the Angels have won since I said that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and and yeah, we, we talked about that. Remember we 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 said, hey, it's it's great for the it's great for the fans that they were going all in and I, I said i think it's bad for the organization if it doesn't turn out and and that's that's the case so so now yeah they yeah. they're just going to be
0: yeah
1: in in trouble once again it's just you know it's it's owner interference once again i think that causes that but hey if at least if your owners trying to push you know all chips in to to make it exciting i i guess i'm okay with that
0: yeah it's it's better than pushing the restart button every three years.
1: Yeah. Or it's, it's better than what Cardinals ownership did this year, which was do nothing. (laughs) And, you know, you have a pitcher, um, you you have a pitching staff that's might be worse than any fantasy pitching staff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. So I I think the, I mean, I I think the Orioles are, are hopefully they didn't peak too early. Right. That happens sometimes. Um, I think the Blue Jays are a fraud. I, I think they're, they're, yeah. I, I, am not into them. I, I don't think the Mariners are that good. And uh, really, I guess with Texas, it comes down to if Scherzer can get it together. But I, I think Houston adding Verlander is is it, it's going to be tough to beat them in seven games. It's just going to. So be at,
1: at the at the end of September's podcast, we'll we'll make our predictions
0: um, okay. once we see yeah. forward
1: close to the. Uh, yeah. The playoffs, because uh, our preseason picks have just been a disaster. Have they? Yeah. Well, I mean, let, you just want to talk about the National League r- r- real quick. Yeah. Um, in terms of the playoff pictures, I mean, we basically said, and so did, in fairness, not only us, but all the guests that came on. Pretty much said it was going to be the same six as it was last year. and. We know that New York's not going to make it. The Mets aren't going to make it. Cardinals aren't going to make it this year.
0: No, yep.
1: Probably the Padres aren't going to make it this year.
0: Nope, they're not. it. Um,
1: yeah. So that leaves three openings. Um, and I, I would assume that Milwaukee gets in. That'll be one of the three. Um, what do you think about the rest of the wildcard teams? I would think the Phillies get in.
0: I think they will. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll hang. Uh, I, I think the Phillies are the Giants. are. are We'll definitely get in. Uh, the Diamondbacks seem to be breaking down a little bit, running out of steam. Maybe they have one more run in them. Um, so I think the last one comes down to the Reds, the Cubs, and the Marlins. The Cubs are playing really well. Of course, they had a really good week. So let's see how they balance that over the next 10 days. Um, the Reds seem to take their shot. Then they then they got beat up a little bit, but they're they're back in it. They didn't crumble. Um and then the Marlins keep hanging tough. I, I don't know, man. It, it I, you know, I, maybe it'll just come down to who's who starting pitching can be the most reliable of those three. I don't think the Diamondbacks have it in them now. So
1: I'd agree with that.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think they're breaking. But I will say that I think Josh is the one that picked the Cubs as the sexy pick. He didn't think they were that Did bad. He? Yeah, and he's oh okay. So far, he's right. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, it, 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 as much as I don't like the wild card expansion thing, I'm just like, whatever. Now it's like football. But it is kind of exciting for these cities to to be in something. Like the Phillies and Marlins wouldn't be any, anything because there's no way they're catching the Braves.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, I'll just prepare you now so that when there's expansion and they add two more teams, they're probably going to add two more playoff spots too. So you know you have eight playoff teams. Wait, eight? Eight in each? I don't know how they'll do that. And thirty-two teams? Sixteen uh, playoff teams. Yeah, sixteen playoff teams. Eight in each.
0: Uh, yeah, unless I give one league. of them a, a buy and have the first round three games. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know if you can do that, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I guess you would need two buys. But anyway. Yeah. yeah I, that's I, a
1: problem for another day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so anyway, I, th- I think the Orioles are for real. Um, but I think everything's got to go through Houston. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right.
0: As usual. Um, all right, I do have a Twib note this week brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have. If you're having more than one, this is my last Chicago trip uh, review. in Incarnation Hazy IPA. Ooh, it's from okay. Four Hands Brewing. Um. In St. Louis, right? Yes, it's in St. Louis. Have you have you had anything from Four Hands?
1: No. Last time I went to St. Louis, I had attempted to, or I wanted to go to Forehands uh, amongst others, and just never made it there.
0: Okay. Um, I I thought it was really good. It, it had a little higher ABV at seven percent, so you need to be careful. I had it at a Chicago pizza place. I don't ask me which what, which one it was, uh, but that's what I had there. I. I know all the one, the two that I reviewed from Chicago. <clears throat> I had others, but I thought they were really good. Um, if you remember la- last podcast, I did the uh, Bodum um, from Half Acre yeah. Brewing. I had a Beer Advocate at ninety one. I th- I thought it was definitely that, and uh, Incarnation he- Hazy IPA is definitely was definitely all that as well. I, I I enjoyed it, and, and you're right. Maybe I just tend to these IPAs, or maybe there's somebody out there that they flood the the menu, beer menu with IPAs.
1: Yeah, I mean, most um, craft beer fans they, they gravitate toward their IPAs, and I think you know there's uh, all kinds of different hop uh, variations that that, yeah. that are coming out now. That I don't I don't know what the term is. Is the botanist? Are, are creating um so yeah which will which will change the flavor profile um rick correct me if i'm wrong on that
0: yeah and i tend to go the more hoppier mm-hmm. if i if i had a choice that's where i would go yeah um, it's an
1: acquired taste right
0: it is but you feel like you're drinking something <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've always said right i mean why drink some of these other beers and you know, first of all, they're they are four percenters, which there's nothing wrong with that. And people say, "Oh, I drank that all day." Well, well great. You know, I, I drink water all day. What do you you know? What's what's the what's the big deal?
0: Yeah. So next week, I'm excited. I get get into my Lancaster Barnstormer beer night games beers. Nice. That, that seemed a little wordy, but anyway. Yeah, that's um, okay. Yeah, and I got uh I got another game coming up on um, this Thursday night. So I have. So is it every it, other? is it every other Thursday? Every other, Thursday, every other Thursday, yeah. So they're you know okay. they they're home every other Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
1: So what's it like there? And where, where's where's the stadium? I don't know anything about it.
0: Right. So um, I'm trying to give you a frame of reference. Have you ever been to Franklin Marshall College? Uh,
1: I know where that is. Yeah.
0: So it's about three blocks from Franklin Marshall. You can actually see the stadium. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, not too far off of 30. No, not too far off of 30. Madison lives down that way, and I park at her place, and then Jameson's been coming with me. So, I, I, him and Jay and I walk up to the game.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. Then we watch uh, four and a half innings at the. They have like these tables out in right field with a net there. Um, so, we watch four and a half innings there. Um, he gets a hot dog and ice cream. And I get a couple beers, and then we—they have a like a playground on the other on the left field side. So we walk around, and um, he plays on the playground. I watch the game from there. So uh,
1: how come I have a picture of you and Jameson on the seesaw?
0: No, <laughs> you can get that picture out out of your head. Yeah, you get that picture out of your head. Yeah.
1: Okay. That, that's, that All right. Yeah. Fair enough. And do you find a lot of uh, your players from the early 2010s still playing, hanging around, still uh, trying to make
0: your roster? It's, so, you, if you go see the Long Island Ducks, who's managed by Wally Backman, you see a lot of former major leaguers. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last last game I saw, I didn't I didn't recognize anyone's name um, from the other team. The uh, Barnstormers have two. They have Trayvon Robinson, who I think has been in our, our Bush League at some point. He's a little lefty. He steals bases. Um, and then they have Sean Dunstan's kid play. Okay. Yeah. And then the last game I saw, I saw Jared Aco- Eckoff pitch. Jared Eckoff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the last of the Cole Hamels deal, guys. <laughs> okay. So he's pitching yeah, the he- Atlantic League. Yeah. So, anyway. But yeah, I I have uh, three queued up from the Barnstormers, and they're all local.
1: Nice. Yeah, sounds like a nice night out.
0: It is. Yeah, as long as it doesn't rain. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, any podcast corrections, changes?
1: No, I think I think you caught the podcast corrections last time. Okay. Um, you you corrected right then and there, and you know we're clicking on all cylinders these days.
0: Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, because you're full of apathy and indifference or whatever. Malaise, yeah, exactly. Malaise.
1: That's exactly. And a ah. general malaise.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is sparked by short-term moodiness, acute moodiness. <laughs> <laughs> kicks into <laughs> malaise and apathy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this is where we, we probably need, like, a, a baseball therapist, like, this time of year. You are that therapist for me. I am? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, what are you walking off with?
1: All right, so I got a couple of things here. Uh, first of all, we're only, I think, six weeks away, mercifully, from the end of the season. So um, I guess I would uh, ask for any volunteers that would like to schedule slash host uh, the Bush League Championship Party. Um, all suggestions um, are, are are welcome, and... Um, yeah, anybody that would be interested, please step forward as opposed to everybody stepping backwards and there's one fool that's just still standing there. Um, Second uh, PSA is, I I don't know, Bill put this out a while ago about going to the Phillies-Cardinals game, and I think Bob Freeze already, I think he has a Sunday season ticket package. He does. I think he's going, but I don't know if that's still going on. Um, well, you and I talked about this last time. It's 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 too far of a commute for you, correct? No, wait, you're in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, um, that weekend. Yeah, that was our plan. Yep, I'm either okay. going to be in Pittsburgh or I got to. I'm taking Madison out for dinner for a birthday. One or okay. the other. Yeah.
1: yeah, and and you know I I, I suffer from indifference, so yeah, <laughs> I, I'm out on that. And then and then lastly from me, I, I just like to. Uh, issue a big mahalo to to all of you that uh, asked about my daughter who lives in in Hawaii Um, if you haven't heard on the news you know there was a huge fire in 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 Maui and more specifically to the the old royal town of uh, Lahaina which surprisingly I was just at uh, last year at this time and uh, you know it was, an, it was a nice old Hawaiian town, uh, had a lot of history there that's just been devastated to look at the pictures of a place that you were just there a year ago. And now, you know, all there is is smoldering ruins is, is, uh, is just devastating. Um, but um, thanks all of you that checked in on, on her. She lives in, uh, on the island of Oahu um, in Honolulu, which is about 80 miles northwest, I believe of 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 Maui and uh yeah was 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 safe there but uh yeah pretty devastating so just wanted to say mahalo to all of you
0: yeah I didn't realize I didn't even think about the historic part of what 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 that fire is doing there um yeah that's there was an
1: an old banyan tree and I don't know if you've ever seen a banyan tree that literally covered a city block that was just huge to walk under it it was magnificent I think was planted in 1850 something like that and while it didn't entirely burn down they're not sure if it's going to going to make it through through this fire um bob bob Curp also said that he i guess i don't know how long ago it was 10 years ago that he was in lahaina so maybe he can weigh in but hmm. you know it's, it's part of the older town the resorts themselves are you know a little bit farther north of okay. there or south but yeah, it's it's the old time charm of, of of Hawaii, what it once was.
0: That's a shame. Yeah. Well,
1: ha- sorry, uh, that was a, that was a downer. Do you do you yeah, have yeah. anything a little bit more upbeat on your walk off?
0: I don't know if it's going to be upbeat, but um, so I wanted to talk about this uh, AI. I, I, I logged on to this Chat GPT. You know what I'm referring to? I do, and, and I've been, you know,
1: I've been tempted to do that, and I walked right up to it, ready to sign in, and then I got, I chickened out and then forgot about it. Tell ch- me about it.
0: You chickened out? I chickened out. Why?
1: I don't know. I, I was afraid that it was going to get into my head somehow.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I heard some people talking about it recently, and then um, we had a, like, a faculty meeting at, at Wilmington, where I'm still teaching, and they talked about uh, how we need to deal with this with students. So, just to give you a layman's uh, definition of this AI and this specific website, Chat GPT, it is like Google on steroids. Yeah, like on st- massive amounts of steroids. So, and. You can type in anything you want. You can type in a, a, a keyword, a keyword phrase or two sentences describing what you're looking for. And it'll pretty much spit out anything you're looking for in, in a in a pretty detailed format. It doesn't have any data beyond 2021. Um, so I, I did type in as, as we were talking because I wanted to I, I, I typed in who will be the top. 10 national league players in 2025 and it says they don't have access to that information um, because they don't have any data beyond September of 21. Um, so that's why they can't predict, right. You know, they can't try uh, the um, The website can't, but I did, yeah. I did type in uh, and, and I did type in why did I stink at fantasy baseball this year? Okay. Oh, this should be good. All right. So let me. It 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 popped out uh, ten reasons why, and you tell me (laughs) you tell me where, like, if it resonates with you. Number one, lack of research and knowledge. So I don't think the Mm. knowledge is part. Did you feel like you had a lack of research this year?
1: Probably too much.
0: Too much research. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Poor draft strategy.
1: Definitely.
0: Okay. All right. Um, Ignoring injuries and bench players. No. Okay. Overreacting to short-term performance. Possibly. Okay. Neglecting categories. Like purposefully neglecting categories. Not
1: purposely, Yeah. but yeah. Yeah.
0: uh... All right. Failure to manage transactions. I guess in our case would be trades and fabs.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Okay. Not adapting to changes. Mm, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Emotional decision making.
1: Yes. Oh, definitely.
0: All right. Lack of patience. Yes. And then there's some random variability, right, to everything.
1: Okay. Right. Well, that's the biggest thing, right? It wasn't the random variability.
0: It wasn't one through nine. So with this thing, Uh, you can put in, so I'm going to take number two draft strategy. I'm going to hit copy and then I'm going to type in the thing. Uh, how can I develop a better draft strategy, uh, for my 20, for my, uh, fantasy baseball league right so you can okay delve into it and you can go down a rabbit hole here all right you ready these it's it's spitting out right now uh understanding your league settings like uh, that that would be you know like um that that's really for football like points per catch or points per yard after catch I think our league settings are pretty <clears throat> consistent, right? Um, position scarcity, right? Identify positions that are, that are scarce and drops yep. off in talent quickly. Um, value balanced, a uh, balanced roster construction. Avoid overhauling hype. Hmm. Right? Yeah, well, I didn't it. do that. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I
1: yeah. yeah, I was caught in the hype.
0: Um, allocate budget wisely uh, use dra- draft software and tools you use draft software maybe okay I'm not asking which one I'm just asking if you use it
1: and I said maybe
0: okay that's a yes uh, and then stay flexible during the draft and then yeah. I, can, I yeah, can, you have to I can dig deeper and then type in which draft software and tools are the most uh, effective for my National League, Rotisserie Fantasy League. you could just, Really? Yeah, you can keep digging down. Yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, okay. I, I have a question for it. Yeah. Ask it. Why does CBS Sports uh, uh, website suck so bad?
0: Why? Okay. <laughs> why is CBS Sports website ineffective? Suck so bad. I'm gonna put it ineffective. We'll make it a little born professional. <laughs> uh, okay, this this will just give you general um, inefficiencies, poor search functionality, inaccurate information, subscription. Yeah, so that it's a little it's a little detailed. Um, we, we'd ha- I have to restructure the question. All right, but all right. So it's,
1: it's it's all about the question.
0: It is, yeah. But it, so do, it's an do you see tool.
1: applications for this in your in in your everyday life?
0: In my everyday life, yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Well, y- y- yeah. I, in a sense that um, I made Brijol on Saturday night. You know what bruschelle is?
1: I have no idea.
0: So it's flank steak that you pound out really really thin, and then you make okay. a breadcrumb stuffing with. Um, garlic and salt and pepper and did, spices. Do you serve it
1: with gabagool?
0: Not, no, it's angel hair pasta. Yeah. And All then right. you roll it up and you tie it, right? You you tie it or keep it together with a toothpick. Wow, that
1: sounds like a lot of work.
0: It's not. It's pretty easy. So anyway, okay. I, I typed in here, recipe for brujol, And there's 10 of them that came up, like specific. You know, on Google, so you, you type typed it, in. it into
1: chat gpt what's the difference between that and just type it into google
0: well google give you links then you have to click on the link oh. to find and then you have all kinds of advertisements to go with it here right now there is none <laughs> yeah
1: so instead of it, it's it's one click shopping if you want as opposed yeah. to two click shopping correct uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it saves you milliseconds
0: <laughs> well I, I don't have to decide what link to click on it just told me so I, that's what i did yeah and I adjusted right. it. I, I added some stuff to it. I Normally, just I just followed my mom's instructions is what I did.
1: By the way, by the way, that's a general rule in life, isn't it? Just if you follow your mom's instructions, you should be well off. <laughs> right. there, there's your chat GPT right there in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, I thought it was kind of cool, and I was just playing around with it. And I'll probably get bored with it within the week. Yeah.
1: yeah well, we'll see. We, we, we might use it in one of our uh, – Upcoming episodes or maybe we'll use it in the off season. You don't know what we're going to do. We don't know what we're going to do. Let's see.
0: I'm, I'm going to type <laughs> in, uh, does Jamie use software for drafting? Let's see what comes up. Uh, yeah. It says It says you do. <laughs> so there you go.
1: It says I do, but I use it badly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But he's very impatient. Oh, <laughs> but he's very impatient. Yeah. There's a lot of random durability to his roster this year. That's what you, <laughs> you know
1: what? It, it, it's time to end the pain here. When are we on next?
0: <laughs> uh, we are on two weeks from now, the 28th.
1: Okay. And, and at that podcast, we're going to be talking about our our predictions uh, for the Bush League, top three, right? Top,
0: top three with a winner in order.
1: All right. All right. Um, who knows by that time, it only might be, uh, three people left in the race.
0: And then, right? you, yeah, you know what? We're going to do the top and bottom three. Ooh,
1: the rele- what we'll call the relegation zone. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> or, or yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out when we we'll do the second column or the bottom three or, um, yeah,
1: that would be good. You know what? I, I, I don't want to, I, if I weren't afraid I I would say something to the effect of if I finish fast, I may self-relegate, but I'm afraid I might have to do that.
0: Well, self-relegate would take some internal motivation, which you've clearly said you don't have.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we shall see. All right. All right, Chief. Enjoy your fortnight. I will see you in two weeks.
0: You got it.